Welcome to the Smeichel Speaks podcast channel. I'm Joanne Smeichel, and I'm delighted that you tuned in for relevant leadership learning that will help you continue to soar. Enjoy this episode. If you're over 30 or over 40, you probably become aware that the birthdays keep rolling around, and sometimes it seems like they're rolling quicker than ever before. I've been thinking about that more often than I used to, and I've also been making observations of people that are my aging role models, and I've been reading a little bit on it too. I'm going to start by talking about my aging role models. Ruth, my surrogate mother, is now 81. When she walks into a room, people think that she's in her 60s. Her posture is still perfect. She's a very stylish dresser, and she radiates warmth. She also has fun and intelligent conversation. Ruth teaches me a lot. The first thing she always says is that you cannot look to other people to make you happy. She says that happiness is an inward journey. That message from her was really important to me when I was younger and I was looking for Mr. Wright. Ruth always stressed the fact that a man doesn't complete you and He isn't responsible for making you happy. That's been such an important message for me to hear and to internalize. Ruth has trained me to look inward for joy and to engage in activities that make me happy. One of the things, one of the other things I love about Ruth is that she is at peace with herself. She's content. She doesn't look back on her life with a lot of regret or recriminations. She lives calmly, and I love that she's at peace with the world. Very little ruffles her feathers. She's able to analyze issues, solve problems, and then move forward. Now, my next aging role model was the late, great Amaziah Wallace. Oh my goodness, oh my goodness, how he blessed and enriched my life and my family's lives. He was this cantankerous Jamaican man who walked with his head high until he died at 96. You know, he lived in his own home. He cooked his own food. He drove his own car until the state of New York invited him off the road after his third or fourth accident. He was about 95 when that happened. Um, And hilariously, he was planning to sue the state of New York to get his license back. Thank you, Lord, that he didn't get to drive again. So Wallace was as altruistic as they come. And I mean, he would do anything for anyone. He was in his 90s still driving people to their doctor's appointments. Um, Now, I'm going to tell you this. Riding with him could put you close to cardiac arrest. I mean, he just was the wackiest driver, the the wacky racer. He took meals to the sick and the shut-in. He visited friends' children who were incarcerated. He helped up-and-coming contractors get their businesses rolling. He loaned money to anybody and everybody. He helped pay for more funerals than you can imagine. You know, I could go on and on and on about Wallace's altruism. He never talked about his Christian faith. He just lived it every day. But don't get it twisted. Wallace was quick to tell you his opinions, his very clear, very direct opinions. 
He wasn't shy about telling me when I was doing something foolish or ill-advised. He wasn't shy about telling me that I needed to be in the gym more and pushing back from the table. He was honest to a fault. You had to have thick skin to have Wallace in your life. But everything he said, frank as it was, came from a good place. Wallace's honesty is something that I not only treasure, but model. He was a straight, no chaser kind of guy, and I continue to emulate that. Wallace was also a world traveler, Africa, Asia, the U.S., Europe, the Caribbean. He encouraged me to go see what I wanted to see and do what I wanted to do. His feeling was there was no better travel companion than him. So he went all over the world, often alone. That's another gift that he gave me. Now, I got to tell you about Dot Bodie. She's the last of my aging role models that I'm going to talk about on this podcast. If you ask Dot how she's doing, she looks at you and says, well, I refuse to do bad. Her optimism and her love of life are contagious, and so is her self-confidence. If you say, Dot, you look good today, she says, honey, I graduated from cute to gorgeous a long time ago. And I love that about her, cute to gorgeous. She'll be 80 in December, but you would never guess it. She's up and out by 7 o'clock in the morning and sometimes earlier every weekday and sometimes on the weekends. She's the person who started our church's outreach ministry and our food pantry. So she spends her days coordinating with the food bank, wrangling with local merchants and making sure that the pantry is stocked so that we can provide at least 20 pounds of food to families every second and fourth Saturday. And here's the deal with Dot. She is an above and beyond servant. We not only give the big box of non-perishables, but Dot's made it possible for each family to get a bag with beef, fish, pork, and poultry. A big bag, too. And a lot of times she's able to get fresh produce and baked goods. She works tirelessly at almost 80 years old to make our pantry exceptional. Interesting thing. She started this pantry when she was 70, so she is truly evergreen, and she is evidence of the fact that at any age and at any stage, you can be a contributor. But here's the other thing I love about Dot. She does not just stop with our church. If you call her, any of you who are listening, and you say you want to start a pantry, she not only gives you the initial food stock, She invites you to come and learn from our system. When Dot hears about another church or community organization in need, she mobilizes the troops. And I mean, she has carloads of food and other supplies headed up and down and all around to be sure that other folks doing God's service work are equipped for success. Now, I I also mentioned that I've been doing a little reading on Aging Well. If you've never read George Viant's book, Aging Well, that's the title, get it. It's excellent. He makes a few points that I'm going to share here. The first is that we need to constantly replenish our friend circles as we age because people die, people move, people exit our lives for all sorts of reasons. And Viant says that if we want to have a rich, full life, we have to have people that we love and enjoy to share time with. 
That means that we can avoid a lot of loneliness if we're open to meeting new people and building new relationships at every age and stage of our lives. Eric Erickson, the um, was he a psychologist? Yeah, he was a psychologist. He introduced the developmental stage of generativity. Fayant talks about this in his book, and he says, and I agree with him, that generativity is about generosity. It's about how we take care of, how we give to, and how we prepare the next generation. It's about real altruism. Now, Vyant gives us a caution. He says that we can't give ourselves away until we ourselves are fully formed. That means that the investments we make in our growth prepare us for generativity. I believe that that relational piece is so important in living, not just aging. Being surrounded by positive, affirming people, nurturing relationships so that they get deep roots and deep bonds, creating the family of your heart, and tending to the family of your birth. All of that, all of that stuff is part of the relational piece that we need to live well. The last thing I want to highlight about generativity is that it's rooted in hope. This is the hope for others, hope for the future, and there's this element of optimism that's inherent in generativity and in aging well. So since I'm talking about optimism, I want to say I think it's a huge component of aging well. And I'm not talking about that silly Pollyanna thinking. I'm talking about making a choice on how you interpret events, how you interpret life circumstances, and everything else that we're faced with. Optimism is about not looking at the negative, not looking at the things that happen that aren't pleasant as permanent situations. It entails understanding that we have control over how we think and how we feel about the inevitable adversity. It's just a part of life. And to weather it well and demonstrate optimism, we have to choose joy. You have to dispute your own beliefs to develop optimism. And I think it's worth the effort. I think that nurturing the spirit is another component of healthy aging. We've got to have something to anchor us and to hold on to. For me, it's my Christian faith. For you, it may be another religious or spiritual tradition. Whatever it is, nurture it as you keep having these birthdays so that the roots are really deep. And I'm not talking about rigid religious dogma. I'm talking about faith and hope and love throughout the lifespan. I'm talking about a security within that comes from something that's much larger, a force outside of the self that lives inside of the self. And that takes me to my last point. We're all sent here to do something. We each have a distinct, unique, divine purpose. Aging well requires us to explore and expand that purpose, to live with the knowledge that we matter and no one else can do what we were sent here to do. It is so important to find a variety of ways to live your purpose. Maybe it's to paint beautiful pictures, to write compelling stories, to teach, to serve. I don't know what your purpose is, but I do know that you have one. 
And I know that you can live that purpose up to your last breath. That's what I'm trying to do. That's what I intend to do, to live my purpose until I take that last breath. I hope my role models, Ruth, with her intentionally peaceful life, Dot, with her laser-sharp focus on service and her passion for service, and that irascible Wallace with his candor, his indomitable spirit, and his zest for life, learn from them as I have. Find your own aging role models. Read the Viant book and deepen your understanding of ways to enrich your journey every step of the way. You know, there's so much stuff that's outside of our control, but we have daily choices in how we're going to run this race and how we're going to age. I hope this podcast has pricked you and made you think about the mid-course calibrations that you need to make to age well. Thanks for listening to this podcast. I hope that you got tools that you'll actually use and share. Subscribe to get more relevant leadership learning. Check out my YouTube channel to stay prepared for leading in an ever-evolving world. Thank you.